All right, let's do it. Where the fuck are we at? We are part three of the trilogy. Uh, it's directing. Directing. All right. And this is me, I think. If you want it to be you. I think. Well, is that correct? In the order? It doesn't fucking Yeah, that's right. You got it. Yeah. All right. The Academy Award nominees for Best Direction in 2022 are as follows. Are you ready? I'm just, I'm brimming with excitement. It's not anything else. I'm just. I'm, I'm brimming too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, first up, we have a little film called Belfast. Briefly, don't sleep on the cameo. He rides a bike at the beginning for about 0.12 seconds. Wait, we're going to get to this now. Hold Directed on. Directed by Kenneth Branagh. Up next, we have Drive My Car, directed by Ryosuke Hamaguchi. Up next, we have Licorice Pizza, a.k.a. Licorice Pedophile, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Up next, we have The Power of the Dome, directed by Jane Campion. And finally, we have West Side Story, directed by Steven Spielberg. Okay. What do you fucking think? Yeah, I think this is a pretty simple one. I'm going to go with Jane Campion. Mm -hmm. Because why wouldn't it be at this point? Yep. Do you think, though, that she might have sunk herself with the Williams sister shit? Or do you think that's just a blip and people forget about it? I think it definitely caused a panic and they had meetings. Uh Uh-huh. I think, it, I think there were definitely a lot of uh, uh, text threads that were like, fuck, do we need to meet in person or can we do this over Zoom? Mm-hmm. We got to figure out how to navigate. But she did the apology tour and everyone already doesn't give a shit. Um, so I see no I see no issue. And I think I think that Jane Campion 100 percent. Without question, takes this the person who directed the movie the best out of these movies you know the answer that's a, it's a, that's the boy i've come around a lot on since we started this endeavor thanks to you and pinkerton uh but that is without a doubt the best direction of these five movies is a west side story by none other than steven spielberg yes and even though, and we'll get to it, even though I do like Power of the Dog more than John does, um, that will win for sure, but I think it should be little Stevie. Yeah, well, if Jane Campion wants to see the real Power of the Dog, she needs to come to Chicago, Illinois. Get yourself a, a double dog. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we, got, we got pickles on that shit. We got relish, onions, mustard, celery salt. No, I'm sorry. You Big missed tomato slice. I get it without the tomato slice. No. Jane, come on. Come visit Chicago. John's going to feed you a hot dog. All the fixings. And then I'm going to take you to a seedy spot that you can actually, it's 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 on. <laughs> it's After that, I looked it up as I stumbled home. And it's on, you can find literally uh <laughs> essentially you know like uh equivalent of like a swingers guide to chicago because that's still a very big scene out here uh the gay swingers guide includes 
banana video as a spot to stop at. And my dumbass, I truly was just like, oh my God, I can rent some cool gay porn. Awesome. And Will was like, he's like, look, it's a hole in the wall. <laughs> I want to take a peek and then just get popped in the eye. Like, oh, is that where they is that where they keep the Jacques Condolary movies? Ow, my <laughs> eye. Ow. Yeah. But anyway, so Jane, come see us. We'll give you the full Chicago tour. What category is next? You know what it is. It's costume design. Costume design. All right, everyone, get your pencils ready. <clears throat> because, listen, I don't want to toot Oscar Bates, you know, horn too much, but I would say we're a little responsible for one of the titles. I'd say arguably entirely. Yeah, and we will, and I'm going to put it last. I'm not even going to do it in order here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know this song. Um, Put it at the top of every one of these three parts. Yes. Okay. So I'm not going in alphabetical order. So counting along at home, you'll probably figure out what it is. But uh, here we go. Cruella, Jenny B Van. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dune, Jacqueline West, and Robert Morgan. <laughs> Nightmare <laughs> Alley. I'm gonna fuck this one up. Nightmare oh, Alley. Too much. It's easy. You got it. Luis Securia. <laughs> you tried to. <laughs> Securia. <laughs> uh, sorry, Luis. Uh, <laughs> and to some of our listeners. Uh, West Side Story. Uh, Paul Tazewell. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. He does. Um, and then wait, ooh, wait. Oh. that that seems like it was only four. Is there another? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. I skipped one. Uh, it's probably because I feel partially responsible uh, for this, and that is us kickstarting the fever of 2022. You all have caught it. You're all scratching your skin. It's it's out there. And that is none other than my short man, Cyrano. And, uh, <laughs> and the names involved with this one. Here we go. Massimo Cantini Perini. <laughs> that sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> I think I said that right, actually. You definitely did. Okay, and Jacqueline Duran. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, look, I don't know about you, but there's only one particular <laughs> winner here. Yeah, okay. Come on now. We know exactly who. I mean, listen. Academy members, all of you, you know, white, gay, old men who uh, make up 95% of the voting body and just are addicted to sweet green. Uh, we, if you do not go with Cyrano here, you are going to be calling upon the wrath of Oscar Bate and all of our listeners. We will activate all of our, you know, sleeper cell agents out there. <laughs> Look out. When you get the when you get your assistant to bring your, you know, just named salad in and you're like, uh, oh, these aren't you know, mandarin oranges. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be something else. I'm confident that Cruella will win this one, but it should be Cyrano. 
Jenny B Vans got this one. Yeah. Yeah. For um, the hit points for that bullet. Did you watch that fucking movie? No. Jesus Christ. Dude. No. And don't worry, it's got Stooges on the soundtrack. So if you thought if you wanted to make sure that <laughs> now I wanna skin a dog. Uh is that what it does? Well, now I'm gonna make you watch it. <laughs> uh okay. Well, I'm close and that's good enough for me. <laughs> Uh, you want to take this next one? <laughs> yeah, what's up next? Uh, cine- cinematography. Photography. Yeah. All right. Here we go. And the nominees are Dune, Greg Frazier, Nightmare Alley, Dan Lauston. <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> the double S, buddy. You got me. Lauston. Lauston. Okay. Power of the Dog, Ari Wegner. The Tragedy of Macbeth, Bruno Delbano, West Side Story, Janusz Kaminski. Don't know this guy. I don't either, but using name. Slapped. <laughs> um, okay, so I think <laughs> the uh, I think the winner here. I think they might pull some boring ass milk toast bullshit and. Despite what we texted about why Nightmare Alley bummed me out so hard, I think Nightmare Alley might take this one or Macbeth. Or w- will they throw a bone to Stevie? I'm going West Side Story. Yeah, I, no, I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's it too. I think anyone, despite how like brain dead you are or whatever levels of that, like it's pretty hard to not see that movie and like probably be like, well, that was impressive at least. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This will this will be a, just a straight like accurate win. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Truly, that was just amazing cinematography. I mean, we've talked about Nightmare Alley and like his like late. Well, that's what ruined it. Yeah, that annoying <laughs> CSI like wrote you know the like camera on a dolly shit. That's just unmotivated bullshit. Whatever. Uh, we it's West Side Story. Yeah, Kaminsky, bro. You and Stevie have been working together for a little bit now, and uh, <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> we got. Was it? Is it animated now? Yeah, this is you. No, we. I didn't include animated because I said don't. I don't give a shit. But do you want to tell me here? Why don't you do two in a row? Do animated because I don't care. This is feature, right? We're not doing the shorts. Yeah, we're not doing the shorts, but you can. I forgot. I'll my, my screener links for the shorts didn't work, so I didn't get to watch any of them anyway. <laughs> Oh, boo. darn. Yeah. I they were good, too. Sure, I missed out. <laughs> we had also many opportunities to watch those. Yeah. I mean, look, if if they're not all directed by Kobe Bryant, I'm not here for it, so. True, true. Yep. Um, okay, give us the, the, the stupid cartoon movies. Okay. Animated feature film. Nominees are Encanto, Jared Bush, Brian Howard, Yvette Marino, and Clark Spencer. Flea. Jonas Poer Rasmussen, Monica Hellstrom. Uh, I'm just honestly not sure. <laughs> this is I didn't have things in front of me. See anything okay. you say? Okay. Uh, I, I apologize for all involved. I am learning Swedish, and I know this is not. You know, that's definitely a Swedish name. Senior. Birge Sorensen and Charlotte de la Gornieri. <laughs> uh, Luca, Enrico Casarosa, and Andrea Warren. 
The Mitchells versus the Machines, Mike Rianda, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and Kurt Albrecht, Raya and the Last Dragon, Don Hall, Carlos Lopez Estrada, Os Not Sure, and Peter Del Vecho, Becco, Vecho, one of the others. All right, I'll be quick. Give um, it, tell us what kids movie is going to get it. I mean, I, I watch all of these except for Encanto, which I'm actually mildly excited for because a lot of people that I trust genuinely told me it's a worthwhile journey. The so 12 year olds and eight year olds you hang out with? Uh, excuse me. I did Buddy did tell not you? hang out with anyone older than six. So, okay. And they loved how awkward the character was in Encanto. So they all loved Flea. They were all like, LOL, refugees, my dude. Crazy shit. <laughs> No, I'm a real problem. Let's see. Uh, Raya is shitty as hell, but it's absolutely gorgeous to look at. Mitchell's versus the Machines is end time shit, but has some good jokes because Fuller and Chris Miller are always at least kind of funny. Uh, Luca is oddly mostly a Vespa ad. That was, I didn't see that coming. And we already talked about Flea. Um, Unless Disney pays for it, which I think they probably will. Um, because it also gets the diversity points. I think Encanto takes this here. Uh, otherwise, it'll definitely be Flea. I'm gonna go with that one too. Yeah. All, All right. right. What's up Good. next? Good. I'm glad we took care of the cartoons. Now it's my favorite. Actually, I said that with a little snideness, but I, I, I'm kind of excited about this one. Actress in a supporting role. Lay it down. What here we, we go. Doing? Jesse Buckley, The Lost Daughter. Ariana DeBose. Did I say that right? DeBose? I don't want to fuck this one up. I, I, think, I think it's DeBose, but it could be DeBose. Okay, Ariana DeBose, DeBose, sorry. You de shit uh, in website Story. <laughs> Judy Ditch. Belfast. Mm. Yep. Kirsten Dunst. The power of the dog. Oh god. Uh don't don't overthink it. It's on, not on, ingenue? I think so. Okay. Ingenue Ellis. King Richard. Uh what do you think? Okay. This is a tough one, actually. I think as a f- not to be dark, I think they're going to give Dame Judy Dench one last one. Uh, okay, I, hmm. but I think it should be is either Kirsten or Ariana because I think both were fucking stellar. And I think everyone else was, you know, either did all right or sucked. And I'll leave it to the imagination. Interesting on Judy. So who are you locking in is for the for the office pool people? I'm going to lock in Judy. Damn, that's bold. I would lock in Kirsten or Ariana. I kind of want to be bold and vote a little with my heart here. I'm going to go West Side Story with Ariana. Go with your heart, baby. I just, you know, she was so good. They like the diversity angle. Mm -hmm. But Netflix has definitely shelled out money for Kirsten Dunst. And she was fucking great. Okay, no, uh, yeah, she was she was good in it for sure. Yeah, but like, yeah. I feel like Netflix has promoted her the hardest. Yeah, it's true. And think- as our listeners who've heard our other off a year ago, our Oscar episode, 
uh-huh. detailing the dirty goings on of the, the political machinations behind the campaigning for Oscars. Yep. You'll figure that one out. Uh, hmm. Okay, you know what? This is an evil world. Money talks. I'm going Kirsten Dunst. Yep. And I think you're right. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna stick with Judy, even though I'm confident it'll be Kirsten. If you get to go with Judy in your heart, then I'm going with Ariana. Oh, it's not about heart. You loved her in that. You, you, the in, you know, you were just like, God, she's, she's not in it. She's, she's in it less than her monologues and cats. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You just see her in like a window in the background. For I just me. think it's, they, they romanticize the toss, like a last tossing, you know, to like, a, a, to a legend who truly should be a legend and has done lots of amazing shit, but they love to do that. Yeah, it is like that. Je- it's like Jesse Plemons is barely in Power of the Dog or doesn't really have much to say. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Or it could be, yeah, like a William Hurt uh, history of violence thing. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm going to stick with Judy. Okay. Yep. All right. What's it? Is it a uh, leading role next for actress or what yeah. order do we go? Take it away. <clears throat> Actress in a leading role. We have Jessica Chastain in The Eyes of Tammy Faye. We have Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter. We have Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers. We have Nicole Kidman in Being the Ricardos. We have Kristen Stewart in Spencer. This is the only category, not the only, one of the only categories that I do think everyone, at the very least, truly gave it their fucking all. And three out of five of them absolutely killed it i'll leave it to imagination again um but i think uh the clear winner if we're in a just world is zero contest penelope cruz um i mean as always like and i and i'll admit you know i'm a as you know because you don't like his hysterical plane movie i am an almodovar apologist arguably i like the majority of his things i didn't like the annoying steward Stewart. It's hilarious. Just have some humor and remember how much fun cocaine was when you first started, and that movie will make sense. Um, but uh, I don't know if you saw Parallel Mothers, but yeah, Parallel Mothers is good. Oh, it's incredible. It also forced me to read so much history that I didn't know mm-hmm. about the Spanish Civil War, which was great. And as always, she was amazing. But for me, this might be. Like not definitely not the most interesting or most challenging of all the stuff she's done with him, but this might have been my favorite. I would agree with that. Right? I it was I she, really you could tell like it meant a lot. Yeah, yeah. so she, she should win, but I I do not think it's going to be her. I actually think it's going to right now. I'm battling between Kristen Stewart and Jessica Chastain. I think it's going to be Chastain. I think so too, and she actually she did a great job. Yeah. She, uh, and it wasn't just an impression. <laughs> Calling back to that dumb piece of shit we started this with a hundred days ago, talking about the difference between uh, impersonating someone and creating a character. Um, <laughs> she did a great job. I had Has fun. Penelope Cruz won an Oscar? I think she did. Did she for Volver, maybe? I don't think so. I'm looking at it. I don't think she had. Let's see. Hold on. 
Wait, if she hasn't, then maybe dreams come true. Definitely nominated for Mayor. Did, yeah. she, oh, did she get one for the, 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 the Woody Allen movie? Yeah, okay. she won't win them if she already has one. Oh, she was nominated for the uh, the Eight and a Half musical Nine. Christ. Yeah, I forgot that happens. And again, she was great in that, but that is the end of anything good about that movie. Um, wow. She was never nominated before any of this it looks like in like yeah. anything really what the hell damn yeah the first- i mean why are we surprised though come on yeah that's true but it's like you only see her getting like embraced around 2006 with volver that's wild insane okay anyway but uh okay so since she has one it's definitely not her my okay so my i will lock in jessica chastain my wild card is kidman Mm. because they love to throw that truly when they know that it pisses people off yeah and that would piss people and they're also hollywood is mad that people didn't love that movie and the powers that be that paid for it could definitely pump that in so i'm saying jessica chastain wildcard kidman even though and it's not i'm a huge nicole kidman fan even though she's in Mostly these days, especially not good movies. Uh, this is actually one of the only performances, and I don't even think it's her fault, that I think was really bad. I think it's the script, and obviously Sorkin is not a director, let alone a competent one. So it's not her fault, but I I think it was... And I'm too close to Lucy also. But anyway, Kidman's the wild card. My favorite Lucy performance this year was Christine Ebersole. In, oh hell yeah! In licorice pizza, yeah, she's so good. You know, I'm okay. I'm now changing everything I've thought about this. I think it could be Kidman, but now I'm looking at Olivia Coleman because we haven't talked about her. And the I don't think so. I don't think so. But she got so much buzz for the Lost Daughter, and but it was too Hollywood early. voters are notorious, probably bad parents. Oh shit. Good call. Okay, that's a good wrench. I do think Lost Daughter uh, launched too early. Maybe. For it to do, but I do think that's an interesting wrench, and you could be right. Yeah. Damn. I'm not going to be bold enough to say it's Coleman, yeah. but I'm going to so say that would be my runner-up. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm moving off of Chastain. I, th- I think it's going to be Kidman, because you're right. Hollywood loves sniffing their own farts, and that <laughs> yep. that's that's the one. Okay, ready? Here we go. Actor, you got it. Actor in a supporting role. You got to do the accent for the first one. How do you even say this name? Is it Kieran? 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 Yeah, it's Kieran. I should know this. I close your eyes and channel generations. I've butchered every other name that's not of a white ethnicity, but I got Kieran here. Um, Okay. All right, here we go. Kieran Hines. All right, so pause back. Well, all right, I'm I'm Wanda Sykes. Come on now, let's bring... We're bringing out Kieran Hines. Come on. That's good. Everyone will love hearing your Wanda Sykes. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Woo. Hello, it's me, Kieran Owens. All right, actor in a supporting role. 
I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm just go. Karen Hines in uh, Belfast. Uh, Troy Kutzer. Kotzer. He can't hear me anyway. In Coda. <laughs> good, good. There we are. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Plemons, Power of the Dog. Uh, J.K. Simmons, Being the Ricardos. Cody Smith McPhee in The Power of the Dog. Which truly, Cody's the kid, right? He's the teenager. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Ups for him. He was great. Yeah, he was cool. Um, do we do we give it do we give it to the deaf guy or I you know what I'm trying I mean I listen I'm very cynical about um, how the academy would treat this person and I sure. can definitely see a very cynical yeah I would say I could see a very cynical vote for Coda on this oh it's definitely Coda. Oh, you're okay. You're you're all right. Yeah, because I thought maybe Plemons, like it's gonna be between Plemons or. Uh, I think it's Troy or Cody. I think. Troy or Cody. Alrighty. Um, now, uh, oh, you're all right. Original song. Nominees are "Be Alive" from King Richard. Music and lyrics by Dixon. All in caps. That's why I said it like that. And a little-known uh, superpower billionaire called Beyonce Knowles Carter. <clears throat> okay. Uh, second is uh, Dos Oraguitas from Encanto. Music and lyric by Lin-Manuel Miranda, my least favorite person who pretends they like hip-hop, only behind the aforementioned Jay-Z. Kamala Harris. <laughs> Third... John's, uh, probably the moment that maybe made John kill himself today, is a song called Down to Joy from the movie called Belfast, music and lyric by none other than Van Morrison. Hey, you know what? I love Van Morrison. I say unapologetically, love Van Morrison. Oh, same. That song sucks, but... Yeah, the song sucks. Well, it sounds like... Well, I mean, let's be real. He hasn't made a good song in decades, but that does not change how much I... I like. will not agree with that. I will... 100. You with did you hear his Lockdown album? You agree? Yes, I did. Uh, the Lockdown album is... I, let me say, all of the music of Van Morrison in Belfast, I honestly disliked more than the Lockdown album. And there's hits on that. You have songs from Hard Nose the Highway. You have Two Pillow Honey. Sure. You even got Into the Music, Magic Time from 2005. That's proof that he's been doing some fine work. But still, he, I don't think he's actually really listened to Van Morrison. Dude, we're on the same page. We love Van Morrison. Let's just call it there. Let's call it there. We don't need to do this. No one fucking cares about us drawing the line on Van Morrison. I just think that, listen, late Van Morrison, people should give it a chance. But coming from the viewpoint of like when he turned into a true outsider artist. Well, he was all right. I don't want to. All right. We're not going to listen. Nope. If you all want to know my thoughts on Van Morrison, I will be starting a Van Morrison only podcast <laughs> and cast. Coming. I, I won't be invited onto this one. So, who is not a part of this one? It's me going through every Van Morrison album. All right. Next up, <laughs> No Time to Die from 
No Time to Die. Music and lyric by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. Phineas, I love, I love Phineas. He's my brother, favorite. Right? Somehow you do from Four Good Days. What the fuck is Four Good Days? Four Good Days. Wait, what is this movie? Okay. Oh my god. Oh shit, dude. Four Good Days is that one with fucking Glenn Close and Mila Kunis. What? Yeah, dude. That's the one where Glenn Close is like Mila's mom when she's in fucking rehab. Oh no. Wait, but how did that? That's also from Glenn Close with in another movie about a daughter rappers that has a drug problem. But that's from 2020. I'm confused as hell. Anyway, somehow you do. It must be a good song. Is on here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? That's really weird. Anyway, Who does the song somehow you do is the last one by uh, Diane Warren. Okay. All right. So what everyone should take away is here: we love Van Morrison. We feel a lot for Billie Eilish, and hopefully, I'm just making it up. And Phineas isn't the fucking creepy monster I assume he is. <laughs> and uh, obviously, Beyonce is an evil fucking billionaire. Just like her now talentless hack husband, Jay-Z. Hate Lynn Manuel Miranda. So who do you think takes it? I mean, it's definitely gonna be in Kanto. So okay. I'm just, you know, I'm a van man. Van's the man. We're going, uh, I'm going van. All right. All right, here we go. And Did now we're perform on- at the Oscars, do you think? Which one? Do you think Van the Man's gonna perform at the Oscars? No, because they've got Encanto to do. But they do every song at the Oscars. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Van Morrison might be playing the Oh, wow. I mean, if so, I'll be tuning in. Are people not mad at him? I mean, everyone forgets everything very quickly. That's, so. that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Actor in a leading role. Okay, let's move it along. <laughs> Actor in a leading role. Uh, wait, you... Bef- you got to do his voice, his say his name and his voice because it's remember it's a ladder because he's Spanish and Spanish or white. So who's up, who's up for this first one? Ovier Badim. He uh, notoriously plays a Cuban, even though he's Spanish. And if you didn't listen to the episode from years past, months past rather, uh, you know Javier went off about that. Next up. <laughs> Bending dicks, come on back. <laughs> Sandra Garfield for Tick Tick. Spider Man, no one's. <laughs> Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth. What are these people? What is this Stephanie person whinging about? You got Benedict and Garfield, not technically for Spider Man, but they're both in the actor in a leading role. Yeah, the the fucking MCU swallows everybody, man. Chill your shit. Yeah. Um, this one, this one honestly is a little bit of a toss up. Actually, no, it's not. It's Will Smith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's this is the the quickest category we we're gonna get through. Yep. This is a hundred percent Will Smith. It's Will Smith, done and done. Did he win for Ali? I mean, it's criminal if he didn't, but I don't think he did actually. Yeah, I forget. Was that oh, was that the year that fucking Cinderella Man won everything instead? It was. That's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, he. Man. I don't think he won. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Cinderella Man, above Ali. 
One Which of, one of those movies will endure? I put that test to our listeners. I wonder. Which one would endure? I wonder. Oh, one little shout out before we finish this puppy off. For the Oscar score category, we know we didn't do it because the reason we're not doing it is in protest. Aiko Ishibashi should have gotten it for Drive My Car. Or at least a nom. A nom. That's true. That's true. That, that shit popped off. Oh, that's the that's the if not the best, certainly top of the heap of everything happening in that movie. I mean, you got Aiko Ishibashi, Tatsuhisa Yamamoto on that. I think uh Jim O'Rourke does production on it. I don't need to go into my love for Jim O'Rourke. I've already done Van Morrison, so we're gonna not do another white Irish. No, I see, I see your shirt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and yeah, if you haven't heard it, listeners, give the Drive My Car soundtrack. You know, let it soundtrack your own life. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Aiko Ishibashi is one of the greatest musicians alive right now. Um, okay. You know Drive your car and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. Get the full experience and drive a drive a woman around in your backseat. <laughs> yep. All right. Director. I'm re- director. Right? <laughs> you fucking okay, no. you, we already did that. I know, I know we did. Sorry. No, you did. Keep going. <laughs> nope. I got a I got a uh, as they say in the industry, a flare up. Yeah. You just had. You I, uh, I uh, took back off again a little bit. It's oh, like, I love that. You had a dick poop moment. <laughs> yep. So, uh, the, yeah, you're like John Travolta right now, talking to Adina Menzel. <laughs> yes, I am. Or Diane Keaton anytime she's presented post 2001. <laughs> Hey, John, would you like to do Best Picture? <laughs> Here we go. Before we lose Will entirely, to drugs, uh, we have... Yeah, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And I'm going to get it bigger so I can read it all, because it's a lot of fucking names. A lot of names. Oh, God. Here we go. Yep. Best Picture. The film of the evening. And we'll give you our little thoughts, brief little sides on all these here. Um, first off, Belfast, Laura Berwick, Kenneth Branagh, Becca Kobachik, Tamar Thomas, producers. Are we going to do the thoughts as we go? Oh, down? yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so we'll take, yeah, so Belfast. What do you think about Belfast? <laughs> well, I tell you, man. Again, again, one of the Jamaican. Okay, a friend of ours, a uh, friend of the show, Kat Sachs. Had a very funny, um, she had a very funny thing in her blurb about this. Because I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if Kat likes this movie. The way she ends her review that she wrote for the Chicago Reader is, she says, much of the filmmaking is superfluous at best. Cameras randomly peer up behind furniture. (laughs) True. And it's possible more drones were used in this film than during Obama's presidency. (laughs) Oh my god, as always, big shout out, Kat. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's I honestly I had a lot to rant about and say, but I think Kat maybe did it 
Yeah, uh, you know what? Because we don't really need to go too deep into our love for West Side Story because I think we've been doing that for a few episodes now. Um, it's it's uh, just like Belfast, honestly. I think what happened is some people shouldn't make movies about their own lives. And that's okay. <laughs> we've learned very quickly here, as, as soon as the movie opens, that Kenneth Branagh is one of those people. Something happened along the way here where he could not use, and again, however you feel about Branagh directing in the last, since, you know, since Mary Shelley's Frankenstein even, because it's the last time I really loved what he did. But something went really awry here. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, what I was going to say about West Side Story, it's like, there's a movie, okay, here's two movies where you have a director using the entire playbook of camera angles, shots, um, like literally as Orson Welles said, a, a, a something about a train set on his, whatever. Um, anyway, it's that, it's that. You play with your shit. You play with the yeah. whole it's a, it's just a toy box of a director's like trying to do stuff. So, you know, West Side Story, I mean, he uses it all in it and he does it to a plume, just beautiful perfection of cinema. Branagh, goes as ass wild as Spielberg, but it's so unmotivated every single fucking angle. And, you know, I don't want to hear anything about, oh, it's the tr- it's the troubles in Ireland. And it was a confusing time. That's giving this way too much credit. That is not what he was doing with those, with those choices. Oh. This is a man who did not know what to do with his movie. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, there was that shot I sent you a picture of of the the dad after he's like approached by like a by like a catholic uh, ira guy who's like we're gonna take him on you need to you need to help us you got to help us kill all the protestants you got to help us you fucking old star you got to kill the protestants <laughs> yeah i don't know that shot really really yoked me um well it's the- from the opening right like because the yeah. Thing of this movie is in color drone shots of what I presume is modern day Belfast, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, we do this slow pan up a stupid brick wall, and on the other side of it is a black and white image. What we then uh, are uh, led to believe is the Belfast of yesteryear. Uh-huh. But <laughs> should have taken a cue from Steven Spielberg on when to not put color with black and white. It's just. Oh, and you can't even do it. I do think that's possible, but I do think you have to be truly like a next level artist to pull that off. And like the opening of this already sets the stage for immense failure. But as we like touched on briefly earlier, the fact that anytime a movie they're watching, whether in the theater or especially on their tube TVs at home, is clearly a 4K scan in vibrant color. Really, really, not that there was anything good happening, but it really just kept me from any any chance of disappearing into this story. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was truly like a, you know, borderline civil war. If not a full blown yeah. war, yeah, it would go full blown. Like, yeah, yeah, it did last until like 1998. 
Yeah, no, it's yeah, gotta yeah. still have yeah, full blown yeah. civil war. Yeah, right. I mean, between these, like, arguably, you know, the same, but <laughs> all of it is lost and trying so hard with visuals that do nothing to serve anything that happens. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really commit to like the child's because you know certain people try to defend this movie by being like, oh, it's a child approaching this well it doesn't commit to that pov it definitely tries to like take on the parents um points of views in multiple scenes i don't want to get too much into why what it glosses over it's really poor depiction of what's going on at that time because it clearly tries to have its cake and eat it too yeah i will say the things that really got me are two moments of buddy's movie watching and let me say buddy you're a terrible actor, kid. Listen here, buddy. It's bad directing, and Branagh knows better. Like, a, a Kenneth Branagh of any other time, even though, again, his movies have not been good for a while, a Kenneth Branagh knows the moment he sees that actor try to deliver a line that he has to get someone else. But he's also so much of an actor's actor. Like, the guy can't, like, he picks actors. Like, and I mean that. He picks actors like theater actors yeah yeah but i'm i mean i'm just thinking back to again the 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 last breath of it the 90s right 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 because like his hamlet his much ado about nothing his mary shelley's frankenstein all that shit was still good like and and he was doing the same thing he was picking on the actors actors but even like you know denzel not in macbeth that we're thinking about now but like denzel back in that much ado about nothing I don't know. He he had he still was clear headed then. Something has yeah. happened. He was deaf. I mean, even his Cinderella really wasn't that bad. No, it's not. I mean, it's certainly not a good movie, but it's not. It's not the like true the true like pile of nonsense that this is. Yeah. Well, and also the guy cannot help put himself in every fucking movie. And like, well, lest that, you think I mean, he didn't do this in Belfast, uh, he did. And they removed it and put it as a special feature on the Blu-ray. No, but he's in there at the beginning. Yeah, he's in at the beginning real quick. Yeah, um, but, but like a bigger part. Yes, <laughs> yeah, really a bigger part as a grown-up buddy. Uh, you know, all I could think of the entire time was just like, I mean, obviously this is going so far in the other direction, but I look at the gold standard of movies like this, How Green Was My Valley, another Oscar winner. Well, but sure, yeah, it's a and good, I think good. of like the how you know the idea of looking back on one's life can and should be presented as a skewed vision, and yeah. this is not that. It's a very pie-eyed vision. Vision. It's a very <laughs> pie-eyed vision of uh, one's childhood and romanticizing it. So let me give you the two examples where that is insanely put to task. You have the scene. Okay, you have the scene where they go see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, and the family in the theater reacts to the, the fucking car going up into the sky. Like pe- like people thinking the train's going to come right at them in 1895. It's like... <laughs> yeah, we're how many years later? We're in the like 60s. Yeah, so and, we're 70, 70 years later. Yeah, right? and audiences are still later. like, oh, I thought I... Oh, I thought I was going up in the Chitty Bang Bang with him. Oh, thank God I didn't come out of my seat. <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? Is he pretending that wherever he, he lived, that somehow they hadn't seen a moving picture before? These people are so poor that they just don't make it to the movies ever. 
and they really thought they were lifting off with Dick Van Dyke. Uh, yeah. But somehow the they had the theater there. Yes, yes. Like it looked like William Castle shocked their seats, and like they had to catch themselves because they were so caught up in the magic of the movies. Kenneth, quit watching Cinema Paradiso. It has clearly rotted your brain, and you I mean, think, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he missed it too, because I'm I'm also one of those. I will come to the defense of Cinema Paradiso. I will too. Until the day I die. You both will. It's a great movie. But he's one of the reasons why there's still so many people who are very, you know, skeptical <laughs> about embracing it because of fucking shit like this. And also the way is it wait, is it uh is it Manny Shot Liberty Valance? Is that the other one in here? Yeah, Manny Shot Liberty Valance. Yeah, the way he uses that and high noon, like all of it, it's all just so off base. It's all well, Yes, the high noon part was my the part that really well. Not only does he watch high noon, but then there's the uh, spoiler. Just skip along. Um, there's the standoff in the streets between the Protestants and the Catholics, set to the theme of high noon, and he is now imagining his father, his pussy ass Gary Cooper, just you know, and he's so he's equating his father to that. And it echoes that horrible opening where the mom takes his stupid little garbage pail and like <laughs> blocks the fucking like rocks being thrown by Protestant, you know, nationalists or whatever at him. And like the, yeah, anyway, so the guy's about to shoot him and oh shit, because we saw that one scene where he's a good throw. Hope you didn't miss that scene because apparently you missed oh, a yeah, very big plot point. Important. This uh, is the most, like the most painfully like, and it's not Sid Field's fault, but this is the most painfully like Sid Field by the book screenwriting that I've seen in so long. Oh, uh, enough on Belfast. Uh, we loved it. Oh, another one we loved. Coda. Coda. Philippe Rosselet. Fabrice yeah. John Fermi. Yeah. And Patrick Waxberger. <laughs> yeah. Producers. Yeah. Okay. I have exhausted a lot of energy on Belfast, so um, what do we have to say about Coda? I honestly, I'm not mad at Coda. It knows exactly what it wanted to do and who it wanted to do it for, and it did. This is a movie designed to make people feel good about watching people who are different from themselves. You know, whether you want to call it differently abled or disabled or whatever it may be, this movie exists to tell those stories uh, and the people who made it, I genuinely think their goal is to, you know, have more conversation and exposure about those kind of things. Largely what these movies function for, despite the intention, is for people to feel good about watching stories about people different than themselves. So I have, I have, I have, I have zero beef with Coda. I don't think it's very good necessarily. I don't think it's very interesting. I think the acting was good. I think the directing is lazy and paint by numbers. I think the writing is lazy and paint by numbers. I think the cinematography is the same, but whatever. I'm not mad at it. What do you think? <laughs> it is by numbers, but in that way that it, it truly felt like an Apple commercial or a Lifetime movie, a Hallmark thing. It looked like utter shit. Yeah. And you know what? It didn't have a screenplay or story good enough to even constitute swimming past it. 
just watched Deep Water the other night. That movie also kind of looks like shit, but yeah, I was with it and I watched the whole thing and was happy. Well, I mean, obviously you don't have person. Okay, yes, there's less horny, kinky shit going on in than in Coda, but spoiler, not to say there isn't. I just like Coda felt so much like designed for Twitter emojis that I just like it upset me to know that like people I love and care about are going to be grifted so hard by this movie. Yeah. I think, I think I'm at the point where I'm at peace with (laughs) anyway, fuck like, look, like I'm with you. I, I truly, if, if we were, if this was two years ago, I would be going off about Coda, but I am at peace with where the human race is headed. And so I'm not mad about Coda anymore. That's how I feel. Yeah. I'm less at peace, but I think like, yeah, I just thought it was such a, such a bullshit fucking thing. And also I hate that how much money, you know, it's pushing around. Like that movie is pushing around nasty, nasty bills and Apple is doing it. I can't take any, you know what? Honestly, I truly, I know people should enjoy things. I can't even enjoy it with this movie based off how cynical I know the point of like promoting this. Well, yeah, but I mean, you couldn't enjoy it even if it was a no budget affair. Cause it's a fucking shit ass movie. Exactly. I wouldn't enjoy it either way, but yeah. now I really can't like forgive it's like flaws. Cause it's like, this thing is like truly the, like, this is like the war showing on this, on the, uh, I feel like on the whole system. I mean, obviously they peddled a lot of shit with money, but this one just looks so bad and it's not nominated. It's like one of the only of all the nominees that's not nominated in any other category for it's like uh technique that goes into making a movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just has none of that. Yeah. Okay. Speaking yeah. of not nominated for any other technical technique, don't look up Adam McKay, Kevin Messick, Messick, Mess. Kevin Messick. Yeah. Producers. <clears throat> okay. I actually have all my rage for Coda is really ripped for Don't Look Up because. No, this is, this is the, because Coda, if we take the apple out of Coda and we take the money out of Coda, I don't think Coda's lying about what it's doing. Okay. It's trying to be. Don't Look Up is. And we've talked okay. about that at length. Because don't look up is the is the exact kind of shit that I cannot deal with in Hollywood, which is a movie made by very rich agroconservatives who pretend they are leftists, yeah, and who congratulate each other along the way. And that's yeah. I mean I, I guess that's kind of it because we already I mean we've already talked about it, but it's it's just yeah that kind of stuff. Like I just you know they started a podcast, the actors in it during the production of it that of I don't they- remember. And it was a podcast that like was like um, the stars of Don't Look Up tackle the issues of the day. God damn it. I need to go. I need to find somebody with guns so I can shoot myself. Well, (laughs) wait till we're done with the show and then Will will be dead and it will finally be my show. (laughs) What we've been waiting for this whole time. Yes, it's now it's gonna turn into the van cast. We're gonna go through all the <laughs> van Well, it'll be called Brown Eyed John, and it's gonna be <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Yeah, that's pretty good. So I'll, go, I'll go with that. You can keep that in my in my uh, in my absence. Woo. All right, you uh, got. I don't. I don't have much left to say about "Don't Look Up" because that should exhaust me. Like I honestly, yeah. it, it truly is the kind of supposed. Yes, yeah, it's the movie that confused your parents more than the Clinton campaign, than mm-hmm. the, all the shit about Russia using yep. Trump as an asset, and they're secretly invading our government. Uh, yeah. It's in that category. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right, drive my car. Uh, okay, you want to just go ahead? Do you just no, want to? Do you want to do this? No, because you just have to do the last two sections. Go, go, hey, folks. This is what I have to deal with. <laughs> on a every time we do this basis and every time we speak I every time we speak i'm gonna be the bigger man we're gonna move past it <laughs> drive my car terahisa yamamoto producer okay. how do you feel drive my we think we talked about drive my car it's fine we about good it. we're good it. it's good movie it's not it's not even just like it's okay. It's good enough. It is really good. The director has done better work, in my opinion. And I think, yes, That's like you. I He's think. His worst movie, I think. Um, okay. Dune. Mary Parent. What is That's a stupid name. <laughs> I was about to say, what a stupid name. <laughs> Mary Parent. Denise Villeneuve. And Kale Boyder. <laughs> That's a shitty trio of names right there. It's like, all I can hear is like, goiter, parent, and villain. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I don't want to know. Ever. I'll never tell you. No one tell me. Um, yeah, I haven't, sure. haven't seen it. So, Will? I, I, I had a really good time with you, and I think it's nonsense and silliness, despite where we started with the article about taking comic book shit seriously, whatever. It has nothing to do with this opinion. I think it's nonsense silliness that it's in this category. All right. King Richard, Tim White, Trevor White, and Will Smith, producers. White on white. Uh, this is a movie that I... Is paint by numbers, like literally would be in the dictionary next to paint by numbers. Um, nothing uh, was memorable about this movie at all to me. I'm not even sure I watched it. <laughs> I did, but I like was so checked out of it. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna. I will. I will be getting it for my mom for Christmas. Yeah. On Blu-ray. Good stuff. I will watch it with her. She's gonna cry a bunch. I'm gonna pretend I did. We're gonna hug. It's gonna be great. That's how I feel about that movie. I think it, it will be instantly forgotten forever. Yes. Um, yes. And again, I think it's silly that it's here, but I understand and it's fine. Whatever. If you want a really good tennis thing that will also make you cry. Uh, I, might I recommend Garrett Bradley's Naomi Osaka documentary? Oh, I think fantastic, just yeah. absolutely stellar documentary. Um, yeah, it's on Netflix. Check it out. Um, okay, moving on. Ooh, tasty licorice pizza. Sarah Murphy, Adam Somner. Ooh, is that that's an N? Yeah. Adam Somner. And Paul Thomas Anderson, producers. 
I guess we've mostly just joked about this movie. Yeah. We put one. I also didn't watch it until very recently. And I think it was fucking stellar. It Ab- is. Absolutely love it. I have I have zero complaints, honestly. I do I I will say after finally watching it with where we land without spoiling things for people, I mild, very mildly understand if some people are not into it and they feel weird about it. I do get it. But I think if that's how you're looking at it, you're missing out on the whole point. And yeah, well, is actually being done here. Um, but you well, know, I thought, is, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was yeah. absolutely beautiful. I was really swept up. I cried a bunch. I felt a lot. I fucking laughed a lot. I haven't. I haven't been this this kind of joyously engaged with a PTA movie since Punch Drunk, I would say. Yeah, it's, it is very like, I mean, well, to attack the controversy first, we've had a lot of fun joking about it. I mean, it's funny that people get upset about this, but not about the characters in Boogie Nights uh-huh. who are also underage. There's two of them in that one. Yeah. Um, and they yeah, actually fuck on screen. Uh, as opposed to this movie. Um, Yes. The pedo shit, I think, is overblown and stupid, to be honest. But I do think it is trying to draw or, like, start it. Like, I don't know whether you say it's, like, some, like, trolley poking at people shit. Like, the movie clearly knows what it's setting up. And it is trying to present, though it is this, like, beautiful looking back on a summer thing what it does do that belfast doesn't do is it's well aware of the ugliness of memory and that i think is illustrated during when uh alana Haim, who should have got honestly should have got a nomination for this she's not an actor and she killed it she's better than everyone <laughs> yes it's kind of weird that she didn't i was for sure that she was gonna get it oh it's not weird it makes sense but, I, but it was so buzzed about it. it was like oh yeah i'm sure she'll get a nomination she won't win but she'll get a nomination but she doesn't she kills it uh and so does uh philip seymour hoffman's son yep. but um you know she has that conversation about the soggy bottom name in the car and she's like oh how do you want someone to like that it's such a disgusting name well the movie was originally called i'm going tinfoil here the movie was originally called soggy bottom yep well, that's the prince of the trailer was called. Exactly. Tonight. It was Soggy Bottom. The movie is called Licorice Pizza. Now that's named after a now defunct uh, record store in California, but it's also a disgusting title, much like Soggy Bottom. It barely holds up under this like beautiful pie eye of the sky view of like youth. So there's a little wrinkle that he kind of throws in there that he doesn't have to oversell to you. And I think that addresses a lot of the concerns that people have with this movie. It's not just this like weird, like let's get upset about like this pedo thing, which I don't think is a problem in the movie at all. Um, Is this, the thing that people really get upset about is the race thing. And you have the, everyone focuses on the guy doing the Japanese accent scene. And anyone who gets mad about that, they didn't continue watching the movie. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, they didn't continue watching the movie. And also, what do you think was going on in the 70s? No, but but it's the whole hat trick. Like it's the okay, real quick. You started you started this thought, and I completely agree with it. 
there, I think there is a very minor amount of trolling that PTA is doing here. And uh, <laughs> it's evidenced by, so that character, right? Like he's doing that voice. But if you continue to watch the movie, we have the great scene where uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, when they come to try to get them to put out the, the advertisements on the tables, and he's like, ah, we... But Philip Seymour Hoffman's son uh, tries to introduce Alana to the woman who he thinks is the same woman. And the guy immediately is like, no, 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 she's gone. This is my new one. Right. And then they sit down and they start talking. Yeah. And then she speaks in Japanese. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, who this whole time clearly had thought that this guy also spoke Japanese because that's the whole gag, right? Like yeah, every yeah, time yeah. they talk and with his mom, every time they talk, it suggests that he's translating. But then in that scene, he goes, oh, she was speaking Japanese. I have no idea what she was saying. Right? Like, it's all, that's the whole joke is that the shitty white dude in the 70s was just pulling over these people. The movie, people get really, like, caught up with the Japanese stuff. It's like, are you, did you miss all the lines about black, brown, uh, Palestinian people, indigenous people? It is like um very much a part of like his view of the 70s that even though it's in reverence you kind of like can't ignore certain ugly facts about it but, uh, that's the point and again i think if uh maybe well, i mean too much but if 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 you can't see what the goal is there and again whether or not it succeeded is up for a conversation because the whole point of this is a conversation but if you can't see what he's trying to highlight there about the past and about how things were and about where we're at now then to me that reflects more on how you feel right and how you think about people different from yourself i'm sorry and, it, and he also puts you into that position with the main character i mean both yeah. main characters but mostly his the the philip seymour yeah. hoffman son because the movie is about him running into people older than him that yes. are basically warning about that. like you could turn into this yes. so much so that at the very fucking end of the movie he puts on the same basically the same suit as bradley cooper's character it's all lost in the memory hole and this movie is a little more clear-eyed than the rest i agree okay. with you 100 with no it's it made me i i the the morning i watched it i watched it twice immediately so i, I as soon as it finished as i like finished my tears i smoked a cigarette made more coffee and then i watched it again yeah, and it, it's just a fun it, movie. It's it made me feel movie. so good and warm, but then also on the second view when it ended, it made me really sad because I then remembered how so many people were receiving it. Yeah. And that was part of it that I was just like, y'all, like, you're just missing out because you're so concerned with making sure that you, how presentation works. Like, it's not, maybe, yeah. Maybe you laughed because of like, yes, how we're indoctrinated, how media has been done, like all of that. Also, you laughed because you just don't know what to do with shit like that anymore. All of that is a conversation starter. And that's how Licorice Pizza felt to me, both with the Japanese stuff and with the pedophile stuff. Like, it's it's truly all a conversation starter. And yeah. I think that's a fucking gift of the highest degree <laughs> in 2022. No, like I a, think we'll be talking about that one oh, we into, will. The, into the years. It won't be seen as this kind of fluff, shaggy yeah. dog thing.
Um, and if it looks that way, that's a testament to uh, PTA's skill. So. Yep, agreed. Okay, enough on that shit. Let's move on to Nightmare Alley. Gilmo Del Toro, J. Miles Dale, and Bradley Cooper producers didn't give a shit. It's, a, it's what I texted you. I think there's an absolutely incredible movie here. And I was really excited uh, because the vi- the visuals ruined everything. The way they shot this, what they shot it on, how they shot it. Yeah, I agree with all that. And I'm not going give to it, give it any more time. Nope. Um, moving Why on. This look? Power of the Dog. Jane Campion, Tanya... Sa- Tanya Saghachian, Emil Sagachian, Emil Emil Sherman, Ian Canning, and Roger Frappier, Frappier, Frappier producers. Uh, again, I, I kind of a little like Nightmare Alley. I didn't dislike it as much as Nightmare Alley, but I just kind of I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't vibe with it. Yeah. It's I the thought, first time outside of Bright, as we've talked about. Because <laughs> uh, I just feel like if this movie would have been made at the time of like something like In the Cut, for instance, like if she made Power of the Dog in the same year, even a year or two in either direction for In the Cut, I think I would have lost my fucking mind for it. And I think it would have been absolutely stellar. But making it now in 2021... I'm not, I uh, I don't know it just it just didn't quite go anywhere enough I guess like I still I still really like it I think performances are great across the board but I don't think it went far enough for the time it was made I don't think it did such either. a right because she's such a I was talking earlier with someone about like part of why I love Jane Campion all the time outside of the one exception is that she's a fucking punk through and through like right sweetie and on like she always has been. She's always gone really hard, for better or for worse. Yeah, well, for worse, a lot of the times. Which one? Which ones? Uh, I, I'm not as big of an in the cut fan as what? you or some oh. of our guests. Oh my I god! I did revisit it recently. Thank you, CFS. <laughs> I uh, I can't say I love in the cut like I used to. <sighs> I just want that energy. Like, I just would love the, like, the, like, borderline, like, it's not even the right way to put it, because it's not, violence, not the word, just the, almost the, I guess the, the aggressive sexuality of early to mid-2000s Jane Campion, I would love to see applied to Power of the Dog screenplay. Sure. Well, I would agree with that. We did That's what I that. We got a very dour mood of a Western that, I'm not going to agree with Sam Elliott, but you know what? I'm not even going to wade into the waters of the Sam Elliott change. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. It sucks. Okay. Let's end on a, a sincere positivity. The movie that restored my faith in movies this year, um, West Side Story, Steven Spielberg, and Christy Macosco Krieger producers um i'll be brief because i feel like we've said a lot about west side story yeah already um i will say simply that it's pretty impressive that someone could take the most two of the most like the two most archetypal story characters of all time 
of all time, Romeo and Juliet, make a movie that is a remake of a remake or reimagining. Yep. You've seen this a hundred times yep. and inject so much life into it, so much more meaning and nuance. And honestly, correcting and perfecting things that were being developed and not in some overly woke way. I was honestly shocked at he and Tony Kushner's treatment of the material. Incredible. Incredible. I was like really yeah. expecting him to. I thought he was going to overdo it or underdo it. I thought he could go a little Schindler's List, Amistad posts and just go somewhere. I didn't want it to go. Did and not. it didn't. It didn't. It Because um, I was a little worried with that opening, even though it was so well done with Lincoln Center. And I was like, okay, we'll, we'll see this. Uh, will he apply this? But he didn't. I, at least, I mean, not too much. I mean, maybe there's a little bit, but like. No, overall, I don't think there's too much at all. Yeah, I think it's like, a, I think it's just a, a stunning example of probably the last connection we will have or the last well the last literal connection to old hollywood we have is clint eastwood and he won't be around much longer um which is terrible but uh spielberg is is the last student in my opinion along with maybe zemeckis of like classical hollywood and applying that and taking that to new to new heights and uh I don't know. I've pl- I've sh- I've recommend this to people who love to say they hate musicals, and then they see it and they're like, "Okay, that rocked." Yep. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. To me, this is the best picture of the year, along with like um, a Peter Pong Rothschild's uh, Memoria. Well, um, sure. I mean, if like we, that's a whole. Can bring in non-nominated things because it'll get messy. <laughs> yes, but I'm just saying it. To me, it exists on that level because it's like we're now treating this movie like it is almost some like this because it bombs horribly at the box office. And, you know, like, it's funny. You have to convince people to see this movie. It is. Well, I mean, it's, it's truly, it's truly amazing that this movie has all the bells and whistles, all the money behind it. And there is like not one movie star in the whole thing. No. And yes, Rita Moreno, but no one's really seen her in anything in no. for a long time since she honestly played Anita the first time. So yeah. like, um, it, it exists, and Ansel Elgort doesn't count. <laughs> so like, it's it is that that dream realized of uh, of Guitard, which is like he wanted to make a Hollywood film without any of Hollywood in it. Sure. And yeah. like. It, it, it's it's weird to think of it in this like highfalutin almost avant-garde way but like i've watched west side story three times now and i probably will watch it again tomorrow and it's incredible I'm, I'm listen i'm running around my apartment doing the jet song you know like <laughs> dancing around like flipping open the fucking switchblade of people on the street like i'm pilled i'm i'm west side pilled I yeah I, I I I don't know I mean yeah Spielberg rocks this movie is uh, is great and I don't mean this as necessarily a criticism this is not a criticism of Zegler and Elgort but um, soon to be seen in Michael Mann's Tokyo Vice um, yeah. yeah we can't wait for that um, it's pretty brilliant casting on the part of Spielberg to put those two in the in that 
um, in those roles because they're not supposed to be go for broke actors for those roles. Those roles are the, the innocence, the innocence yeah. embodiment of love and uh, hopes and dreams. So if you have them as complex characters and you finally, you do with him in the scene where he you know, kills Bernardo and then the scene with her at the end, but those are key moments. The rest of the movie, you know, I've heard people say they're kind of bland and boring. And yes, maybe they are to you. I don't think they're bland and boring. I think it's just brilliant casting to divert your attention a little bit away from them to their counterpart characters. Well, um, he's building that whole time. Yeah, of Anita and Riff, who yep. are way more dynamic on screen than the other two. I mean, no, who the, I don't even know the Riff guy's actor's name, but like, oh, yeah, but whoa, like, oh, you got it, bro. You're a <laughs> sick actor. Yep. And Ariana as Anita, you killed it. You were the best part. You were the best actor in that movie. You know, I just think like that's Spielberg clearly knowing that he can't have, he's not a shitty director, you know? It's like that line, the bad and the beautiful. You got to have humility to be a filmmaker. Like he knows that you can't put the spotlight on them because the more interesting characters are on the side. Mm -hmm. And that's where the, like the most of the pathos of the movie comes through. So personally, I see no problems with that movie. Perfect. I am with you 100%. It's by no shot the best movie of the year. It is absolutely the best movie on this list, without question, without competition. And it is gonna, it is gonna be a gift to myself and so many people forever and ever. And it's one of the last breaths of what classic Hollywood can ever, ever offer. Yeah. yeah. But also I mean, importantly, yeah. Because it's not, it's not some pastiche shit. It's not a throwback shit. This is a modern, made right now movie that also is someone who loves and understands how movies started and where they came from. And it yeah. is a, it's, a, it's an absolute stellar masterpiece. Don't get me wrong. Sure. We're yeah. never going to see it again. That's the thing. Because we will never have another Spielberg musical. I mean... I know I'm pissed. I'm pissed. You know, it's it. like... Okay. We've come from him doing the opening of Temple of Doom and that musical number, the yeah. last time he touched the musical, and they're kind of a brilliant opening. Oh, it's great. To to this. And it's just something to treasure. So purportedly he's gonna make a Western. Um See. you know, I'm line I'll line up for more. Ten ten two, I'll be there because I still would love I didn't like ten ten, but I'm still wait, Warhorse too. I'll still get in line to see it. I'll watch everything, but if Zemeckis keeps infecting people with his love for fucking motion capture, I sure sure shit won't mind. He up. hasn't done it in a while, and the last time he did it, it was actually kind of sick in Welcome to Marwin. Whatever. I'm not going to end this episode on minor problems with hey, Zemeckis or Spielberg. And, and on celebrating Spielberg. Spielberg, Zemeckis, they're both G's in my opinion. Uh, I'll give you, you know, you know how I feel. One of the two. Zemeckis, oh God. other than those CGI things, what is Zemeckis' bad movie? Well, yeah, but when's the last time he made a good movie? Allied, amazing. Welcome to Marwin, amazing. Uh, Welcome to Marwin's good for sickness reason. reason. Okay, it's good and it Allied, Allied is a masterpiece. Ah, all right. I'll have to retry. What about before that? Well, before that, 
flight. I love flight. Yeah, but that's it. Flight's when we were kids still, essentially. True. Uh, the walk. The walk's pretty good. Also, this just gives me time to give you my tinfoil hat theory on Zemeckis as oh, a 9-11 no. truther. Don't, don't do that shit right now. That's an episode. It's not an episode because it's probably not true and it's stupid. No, but it's more... All right, so we're going to wind this one down. I'm exhausted with the Oscars already. I can't believe they haven't already happened. Because <laughs> we, we just lived three weeks. Jesus it. Christ. Oh my god. Ooh, I'm fully well, down, man. I'm fully I'm off the saltines. Yeah, I'm about to have some saltines right now. Um uh, after work in a couple hours. God damn it. Well, if you're listening to this, it's happening tomorrow. <laughs> or maybe today. I don't know. We'll see when these get up. But um tomorrow, yesteryear, Brokeback Mountain's about to win. Who knows? You tell us. Yeah, you tell us. Um will Spider-Man be the fan favorite? Just check out West Side Story if you haven't. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah, literally, just watch West Side Story. Check it out with an open fucking heart. Put away everything, and Jesus Christ, put away your goddamn phone. Put away your phone. Get those streaming numbers up. You didn't get them in the box office, you assholes. And that includes Will, who didn't see it in theaters. Okay. I am a supporter. Saw it twice in theaters. Hey, you'll be you'll be happy though. For once, I I legit streamed it. <laughs> 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 that's fine get the streaming numbers up let's, let's... and i and i with with a someone who shall not be named who accidentally left their uh, credit card in my stead as of late i pre-ordered the 4k disc so whoever that is <laughs> we got you spielberg we got you we got All you right. yep uh, to you know another year another oscars done so uh we'll uh See you next year when the Barbie movie comes. good luck. Yeah, we'll see. You. you know what? We'll talk to you next time when there's another Spielberg in the Best Picture. And David Lynch is up for Best Supporting Actor for portraying John Ford. Only hope. Only hope. All right. Goodbye, our intrepid listeners. <laughs>